This is the Employment Law Show. John Scholes here. Lior Sam Firu is with us and uh, joining the show momentarily. Going to fill your head with all the knowledge you need to know about workplace rights and being an employee or an employer for that matter. So stick around for all that we're going to talk about. You can always reach Lior and his team anytime when we're not doing the show. As you know by now, one 855 821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca are just a, a couple ways to reach out when the show is done, but always and always your phone calls here during this half hour live are uh, most important to us and we'd like to have you uh, join the show. We already got Dave waiting in the wings, uh, going to be on with us momentarily. Dave, stand by. We got you, pal. Thanks for getting to jump on it early. And um, as we get into the show a little further, you know, Lior gets all kinds of questions. You know, can my employer do this? Are they allowed to do that? So this, you know, it, it, it's, it's a mystery to most people. So we'll uncover a lot of those over the next half hour and answer some questions you may not even know you had. That's on the way shortly. But uh, case of the day, pal, what's going on, Lior? Hey, John. I am so glad to be here. And I may be someone that a lot of our listeners uh, are going to have to call in the not too distant future. I think the signs are out there. Uh, that the economy's taken a bit of a turn, that employers are uh, perhaps shedding employees. So if you're ever in a situation where your job is being impacted, even if it's for legitimate business reasons or otherwise, you have to give me a call. Certainly, I'm the guy you talk to if something happens to your job because chances are, as I've said before, that whatever the company's offering you when they part ways, it's not adequate. It's not even close to being adequate. You have other rights, other entitlements. That's what we talk about on the show, and that's what I want you to talk about with me if it happens to you. So don't be bashful. I'm not just some guy that uh, comes on radio and talks for 30 minutes. Most of my time is spent in the office talking with people, helping them, managing my team, making sure that we provide the best legal advice to everyone out there dealing with employment issues. So you can start out right now on the show. Call us live with your questions. I'll answer them. If you've been wrongfully dismissed, constructively dismissed, your human rights have been violated, if you're being mistreated, if something uh, was done by your employer, let's talk about it right now. Or as I said, of course, in the office, we'll give you that contact information throughout the show. But let me tell you about a situation that uh, I dealt with earlier in the day. I spoke with the gentleman that uh, decided that he wanted to take an extended leave of absence from his employer and go visit some family overseas. So he talked to his employer. Initially, they were very much against it, said, no, no, we can't do that. But eventually said, okay, we'll give you that leave of absence, Uh, go for three months, and we'll expect you back on whatever the date is. So he had done that, and he came back came back and only for the company to say, well, no, no, we actually don't have a job for you. You were gone for too long. Uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't keep your job. So uh, there's nothing for you. Feel free to apply in the future. But right now we have nothing for you. So he called me, obviously upset and, and disappointed, and he wanted to know his rights. So here's the thing, John. The company was not required, and, and no company is required to allow someone to take such a long leave of absence. They could have simply said no. And if he still decided to go, that would have been a resignation. The company wouldn't have owed him anything. But that's not what they did. They said, fine, you go, you have a job with us. So they give him that permission. So now if he comes back and there isn't a job for him, that's a termination. And they owe him his full severance. It's not a resignation. It's not a job abandonment. And it's because they gave him the permission to go. This guy has worked for this company for nine and a half years. He could be owed as much as 12 months of severance. I'm going to help him get that severance. 
but this has, this is something that I've seen before. You go off work, the company says, "Don't worry, you, we got you. You can come back." You come back, there's no job. Well, if that happens, company has to pay you severance. They can't just say that you left the job on your own. And again, guys, anytime you have these problems, reach out to Lior. I'm telling you, one 821 5900 But before we get into a short break, Dave, thanks, uh, thanks so much for standing by, pal. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Uh, just a really easy, simple question. I was working for a company, we'll say Company A and Company B. I was working for Company A for... Uh, about a year and a half, I was a mechanic, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, I was promised when I was hired X amount of dollars plus benefits after 90 days. 88 days into the job, uh, the employer come up said that we weren't going to get benefits. Uh, the place was a, was, was a little bit of a messy place to work, uh, a lot of compromising anyways. Uh, I told the guy I was quitting. I gave him I gave him two weeks notice, no problem. I quit on a Tuesday and I started with a new company on Wednesday. Now, uh, that would, we'll call the new company Company B. Um, for just for giggles and everything like that. When I started with Company B, it wasn't the job that it was promised to me. I mean, they had solicited me a couple of months prior to me going to them. It didn't work out. I had signed a contract ninety days. Um, they can terminate me for any reason, whatever. That's okay. I'm not disputing that. We didn't get along. I left that job, but I filed for unemployment. Now my unemployment went through. However, my unemployment said that I was short hours. I needed, I needed 600 hours or something like that. I have over 2,200 hours with the other company, company A. I worked for them for over a year. And like I said, it was seamless. I, I left one company on a Tuesday, started with another company on a Wednesday. When I applied for unemployment, I found out that company A, the, the previous company, had not filed an ROE for me, which I had to go through. I had to go through fire and hoops with um, Service Canada to get them to go. Uh, they did their diligence, uh, the two phone calls, uh, the letter. I just found out that they did an interim um, an interim ROE, uh, which they're going to base my my uh, my unemployment on, on 22 weeks of of service with Company A. Dave, Dave, what, what's the question? Yeah, my question is with Company A being negligent and not filing the ROE in a proper amount of time with malicious, what I believe is malicious intent, an exit fee, whatever you want to call it, is do I have any other legal recourse? as to saying, hey, you denied, because of your negligence, you denied me a benefit that I was entitled to. Yeah, I mean, if if you could show that they were negligent and because of that negligence, you did not get a monetary amount and that can't be salvaged, in other words, by them fixing it now, it's too late, then yeah, they're liable for whatever losses you've had. You could take, take legal action against them for those amounts. But generally speaking, it doesn't really work that way because if if they eventually submit those hours uh, and, and you can show that you've worked those hours. It shouldn't be a problem with EI. I think the issue may have been here that EI may have said, because you quit that job, those hours may not count. Uh, so I, I don't think this is a situation where if those hours would count, they could still count now. The fact that it wasn't done on time shouldn't be a problem. 
but the fact that they didn't like legally legally they have five business or five pay period days to file and then, again i'm going to go back to them being negligent it's not a matter of them uh, of ei it's a matter as a matter of fact actually if you look at it the other way why why should ei have to go after them to to, to get it well, that's just the, that's just the way that the, the system works. So ultimately, you can only go after them if the issue cannot be resolved. Now, if because of their negligence, that's it. It's too late, and it doesn't seem to me, Levik, that's that. This is the type of situation. So ultimately, no, I don't think as a practical matter, there's going to be much you can do here. We continue with the Employment Law Show. Hang in there. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. Website anytime to learn more and have access to that old severance calculator. It's a beauty. PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca. Okay, Lior, questions all the time you get. Uh, can my employer do this? Like Dave's a perfect example. Anybody who calls in this show basically starts with, Lior, can my employer do this? So we want to get to a bunch of recent ones you've had and uh, answer some questions that people may not know they, they even have until they hear this. For instance, can my employer change the length of my shift? Very common. Very common. And generally speaking, the answer is no, unless it's a very minor change. So usually if it's a situation where instead of 9 to 5, they're going to do it 9.30 to 5.30, they could get away with a change like that, a fairly minor change. But if they're going to change it from days to afternoons or nights or you know make several hours worth of changes in the shifts, they cannot generally do that. That would be a significant change in the terms of employment and usually would result in a constructive dismissal. Now, what I mean when I say that they are not allowed to do that is I don't mean that you, you can physically stop them. There's no employment law police that's going to come in and say, no, no, you're not doing an employer. What's going to happen is if your employer changes your shifts, then you may be able to say, no, by changing my shifts, I can now consider myself as being terminated and now, employer, you have to pay me my full severance. You don't want to pay me, but too bad you have to pay it. So if you're ever faced with a significant change to your employment, certainly if it's a change to your hours, to your shifts, to the number of hours that you work, yes, that may be a constructive dismissal. And of course, if you don't do that, if you just put your head down and continue working, the problem with that is that you've given the company the right to do it again and again and again. And that's a very bad situation to be in. So if you're faced with those changing hours, you want to give me a call. You have a very small window to deal with it, so you want to act quickly. You know, in that, in that last point you just made, Lior, is worth mentioning that not all these on this list, but many of those are going to fall into that same category, that if you do it once, you could be in some hot water going forward. You've given them the right to do it again. Uh, second one, can my employer make me sign a performance improvement plan? The old PIP. What do you think? Yeah, so usually an employee gets put on a performance improvement plan, and the employer wants the employee to sign it. So... Oftentimes, I get questions, well, I don't want to sign it. I don't agree with it. Can I sign it? Do I have to sign it? So here's the thing. Read the document carefully, but usually all your employer is asking you to acknowledge by signing is that you've received a copy of it. They're not saying, by signing here, you agree that, that it's all correct. No, they're saying, by signing here, you agree that we've given you, that you've received physically a copy of this performance improvement plan. So if that's all it does, it's absolutely fine to sign. Yeah, I did get it. Now, on the other hand, if it says by signing here, you acknowledge that everything we say is correct, well, not so fast. If you don't agree with it, you can't and should not sign it, and they can't force you. In fact, if you're put on a performance improvement plan and you don't agree with it, you don't agree with what's in it, you don't agree with what they're saying, you don't agree with uh, how they're going to deal with the situation, I want you to say so in writing. 
send an email to your boss or to HR or, or whoever the right person is and tell them, you know, with respect to this performance improvement plan, here's why I don't think it's fair or here's why I don't think it's accurate. Here's what you need to know. Do that professionally in, in, in a very respectful tone. And by doing that, you're preserving your job. But generally speaking, in most cases, yes, it's okay to sign because all your employer wants is just an acknowledgement that you've received a copy of the document. And again, feel free to call in as we're chatting here. Interrupt us for sure. 416-870-6400 is how you do that. Lior, can my employer give me a pay cut because the business, well, it's not doing too well. You know, it's 2024. Yeah, and I started off uh, today by talking about the fact that a lot of employers may be in a different situation, maybe even struggling. Uh, And the question becomes, well, if the employer is struggling, can they do things to my job? Can they reduce my pay, cut my hours, you know, pay me less because they're not doing well? Well, generally, the answer is no, absolutely not. An employer does not have a right to make significant changes to terms of employment, even if there is a legitimate reason. Even if the employer is actually struggling financially, legally, that's not something an employer is allowed to do. So if your pay is being cut, unless it's a very minor cut, but generally if your pay is cut, that's a constructive dismissal. That's something you were able to say, no, I'm not accepting this. By cutting my pay, regardless of the reason, that's a termination of my employment. Now you have to pay me my full severance. Remember what I said a couple of minutes ago. If you don't do that, again, you put your head down, you continue working and you take that pay cut, you've given the company the right to do it again. But it gets even worse than that. So let's say the company gives you a pay cut and you accept it because you just don't want to rock the boat. And fast forward a couple of months later, now they decide to let you go. Well, now your severance is going to be based on the lower pay. Right. So you've lost on severance as well. So anytime your employer starts cutting your pay, you need to do something about it. It's not okay in most cases to just ignore it and continue working. That's a, a way to walk, to give up your rights and entitlements. So if you find your employer does that, they change your pay, they reduce your hours, they are paying you less. Call me, but again, you have to act quickly. You know, if we go down that road for a second, you know, struggling employer uh, can't reduce pay, can't, you know, chop your wages, of course, even if they're struggling. So those employers maybe who are listening and say, Lior, what's what's my option if, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I can't keep paying all these people. I got to do something. What should they do? Well, the the smart thing to do for an employer is they have to think about that at the time of hiring. So if you're entering into an, you're hiring an employee, you can have an employment agreement that says, if we need to, we have a right to change your pay. And if your employment agreement says that, then guess what? The employer can do that. Vast majority of employers don't do that. Well, we have employment laws that you have to comply with. Just like if, you know, if someone is making minimum wage, the employer can't say, well, I'm going to pay you less than minimum wage. I'm not going to comply with the law because I'm struggling. It doesn't work that way. You have, we have laws, you have to comply with them if you're going to operate a business. Now, if you use an employment agreement, if you're a smart employer, you can deal with those issues and save yourself a bunch of money. If you haven't done that, then you have to comply with the law, and really there's no excuse for not doing so. Good stuff. Let's get to Dennis on air here. Hey, Dennis, thanks for hanging in, making the phone call. How are you tonight, pal? I, I'm, I'm excellent. Thank you very much. Great. Good. What's on your mind? Um, well, uh, as I was explaining earlier, I, I'm a, uh, basically a part-time contract worker, uh, and uh, I'm 77 years old, 
and um, <clears throat> I um, I recently uh, asked for a raise after five years, and they said I would have to renegotiate a, a contract, uh, which I haven't done in ages. ages. And uh, at that time, they could dismiss me without any severance or any any help at all. And uh, uh, I just wondered if uh, if I uh, if I'm due, and if they decide if I ask for the raise, and if they decide to let me go, uh, do they owe me any severance? So, Dennis, uh, what kind of a job? What do you do? I'm a caretaker. Caretaker, okay. And how long have you been doing this for with this uh, 23 organization? Years. 23 years. Okay. So let me tell you this. You are an employee in the eyes of the law. You are not a contractor. I know you sign a piece of paper and they don't withhold taxes, but you are an employee in the eyes of the law. You've been misclassified by your employer wow. as a contractor. So you are 100% an employee. Uh, so by the way, that that, that, may, that means they also owe you vacation pay and potentially overtime pay and holiday pay. And definitely, definitely, definitely means that if at some point they let you go, they'll have to pay you severance, which for you, Dennis, will be 24 months pay. Now, wow. let me address the issue wow. of, the, of the pay raise. Uh, an employer is not legally required to provide a pay raise. You can ask for it. If they want to give you a pay raise, fantastic. If they don't want to give you a pay raise, they don't have to. Uh, if you quit to say, well, you didn't give me a pay raise, so I'm quitting, well, that's a resignation. I wouldn't do that. If they let you go, you are owed severance, again, easily two years for you. In fact, it, it, you know, at the age of 77, that could even be more than two years. It could be somewhere around 27, 28 months of pay. So you have to keep this in mind, Dennis. Uh, you can absolutely ask for a raise. If you're let go, you call me and you call me right away. I will certainly do that. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate it. Here's that uh, number in case you need one. If you haven't written it down already, one 821 5900 get a couple more calls lined up here but we're also covering though or can my can my employer do this to me if they feel like it this one's a little dicey can my employer disagree with the restrictions that my doctor my doctor has recommended well it may be dicey but it's definitely straightforward and that is no of course not absolutely not your employer does not get to say anything with respect to your restrictions they don't get to question your restrictions. They don't get to deny that. Uh, and they don't get to disbelieve you. As long as you have a doctor's note that outlines what your restrictions are, that's it. It's over at that point. Your employer has to take that as a fact and has to provide whatever accommodation is required. Maybe that accommodation is modified duties or modified hours or maybe the ability to work from home or leave early. If that's what's required per your doctor and your doctor put that in writing, your employer has to do that. Now, if you have an employer that says, no, no, I don't believe your doctor, so I'm going to ignore your doctor, or I want you to see another doctor, get a second opinion. No, not legal. Can't do that. Can't require you to see another doctor. If your employer does anything other than accommodate you, other than listen to your doctor, you give me a call. Uh, sometimes just a quick letter from me gets this all resolved. But yeah. what we could be looking at here is a human rights violation, a constructive dismissal. So, no, definitely your doctor is that ace in the hole. Whatever your doctor says goes.
Let's slide in one more uh, before the uh, the end of the show here, and this one's a good one. Can my employer not start but extend my temporary layoff? You know, I, I get this often. You know, I'm a, on a temporary layoff. Okay, I've already accepted that I'll have to be on this layoff, but I'm terrified that they're going to extend this. Can they do that? Well, let's take a step back here because that layoff was likely illegal that, to begin with. That temporary layoff was likely illegal. In most cases, your employer does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. And if they do, that's a constructive dismissal. You can treat that as a termination. So if the layoff was illegal, the extension is illegal. The problem you're going to have is if you accept it ultimately, then you've given the company the right to do it again. But remember, despite what you may have heard, may have seen, may have read, or what may have happened during COVID, an employer in most cases does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff it's a. It's not allowed, even if it's a short one, even if they tell you they'll call you back, even if they have legitimate business reasons. Okay, so keep that in mind. If you're on a temporary layoff, we should talk right away. Can uh, my employer make me work overtime hours? In most cases, the answer is no. Unless you sign an employment agreement that commits you to working those extra hours, the answer is no. Your employer can't make you. That said, your employer can let you go for any reason, pretty much as long as they pay you severance. So your employer may say, well, if you don't work overtime, we're going to let you go. They can do that as long as they pay severance. What they can't do is say, well, we're going to consider that to be a resignation or a termination for cause because you won't work overtime. That's not allowed. But with severance, yeah, they can let you go in that situation. And we are going to let you go now until tomorrow at the same time at 6.30. Make sure you come back if you didn't get a chance to call in. If you think some questions over the next 24, bring them back tomorrow night. We'd love to get you on air. In the meantime, reaching out to Lior, simple, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca, and that website. We love it. It's free. It's anonymous. You can use it anytime, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow night, Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Enjoy the rest of your night. Stay dry.